washing the windows. No. Picking the cotton. No. Nothing but rotten. No. Too damn lazy. No. Thinking's crazy. Try to do my very best Stand up, be counted with all the rest Cause everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn! For the past two days, we've been traveling through Mississippi. Today, I'm sitting next to Meg Lippert. Meg, what has stood out to you the most from the past couple of days? So many things. But... uh, the um, place we just visited on the University of Mississippi campus, known as the William Winter Institute for Racial Reconciliation, is a place that inspires me because in the center of this state that has such a violent, virulent history of racial discrimination and injustice, there is a mecca of people who are committed to healing. And that takes a lot of courage in the place that's known as the most southern place in the world. And I've been a teacher my whole life. I've been a teacher for over 50 years, classroom teacher, university teacher, and the course I teach is storytelling. So it really struck me that this institute is on a college campus, but one of their major commitments is to high school students. And uh, they run a program in the summer, a nine-day program for a small group of high school students. I think it's around 18. Multiracial, multi-ethnic, multi-gender, sexual, sexually identified gender. And the person who runs it, um, Melody, who, who makes the selections of students, includes different body types in her selection process. And how does she measure them, you'd like to know? I did too. She checks their t-shirt sizes on their applications, which I thought was totally ingenious because she wants to represent a cross-section of people in our society who are often marginalized and sometimes always marginalized. We asked her how she... uh, what's difficult about recruiting these students, thinking, well, maybe it's really hard to get students of different cultures and and races engaged. And she's like, oh, no, the hardest students to recruit are the white students because they have other opportunities for summer programs, and it's not their problem. So why should they be involved? So what she does to recruit white students is she actually goes to the... um, what's known as the segregated schools, known as academies, um, which are not fancy private prep schools. They're simply schools, local schools that um, are, yes, indeed private, but they're maybe no no different, essentially, in terms of building and teaching staff from 
the schools for black students. And she, she lets the students know about this opportunity, but she actually has to go out of her way to recruit enough white students to make a good balance. And in addition to this particular program, which I thought was extremely inspiring, um, the, um, one of the people who spoke to us, name was Jennifer, gave me a, uh, a personal technique that I'm going to use in situations that confront me in the future. And when, during the question period, she was asked, like, well, how do you respond when people, um, how do you teach people to respond to microaggressions and um, racist jokes? And wow, I was really eager to hear her response to that one. Because I think that's really difficult for me. My first response when I hear a racist joke is judgment. I just slam that person with so much judgment. And it's really hard for me to figure out how to deal with that person. And the technique that she offered was a response that opens up the dialogue and she actually gave me some specific language to use. I, I wasn't the one who asked the question, she gave us. And what she said was, when I hear a racist joke or a comment like that, I say to that person, hmm, I'm not sure that's really the way you meant that to sound. So that just gives me a whole new universe of response that I feel is going to help me open up to um, people who I have been shut off from before, including people in my own immediate birth family. So I'd have to say that was an inspiring visit for me and I really appreciate the opportunity to go and see what they're doing and I intend to apply it not only in my personal life but also to connect with others who are there who are, um, live in the Seattle area and implement it in whatever way we decide as a group to do that institutionalize what we've learned at, on the campus of the University of Washington and offer whatever skills I have in terms of my experience with storytelling, learning more um, from them about their storytelling experiences and strategies to help um, heal some of these divisions. I'm just going to add one more thing. And that is that I feel really lucky to be sitting beside Lauren, just by chance. We just pick numbers by chance. And I can identify in her the vision and the clarity of thinking that I experienced more as a young student, a high school and college student, when I became actively involved in the civil rights movement in the South. And how now that you know, time has gone by, I've had my children, and I tend to, it's harder for me to actually see um, some of the larger issues that she pointed out in her interview that she, she was reflecting about visiting um, the site of Emmett Till's murder 
And so that's been an incredible privilege for me as part of this civil rights pilgrimage. Thank you. Thank you so much, Meg. That's so sweet of you. It's been an honor sitting next to you as well. I know we both have a lot to teach each other, and I look forward to more of those days. And thank you for applying what you've learned at the William Winter Institute for Racial Reconciliation to your life. Thank you. My name is Meg Lippert, and I have the honor and the privilege of introducing Lauren Mata, who is a student at Utah State University. Hello. And I am really interested, Lauren, in what particularly impressed you about any of the things we've seen over the last two days as we've been traveling through Mississippi? Um, so what I would say has impressed me or compelled me the most uh, was going through the site where Emmett Till was killed and to see how the community is trying to reconcile with such a horrific event. And so there are two different museums. Um, there's the Emmett Till Intrepid Center and the Emmett Till Interpretive Center. And they both convey uh, the same general message of getting the community to acknowledge what's happened there and try to move on and, you know, remember, but... Remember, but reconcile. Good thing he's cutting some stuff out. <laughs> um, and so at the Emmett Till Intrepid Center, it goes through the crime. And then at the Emmett Till Interpretive Center, it focuses more on turning into a community outreach. And what compelled me the most was that the Emmett Till Intrepid Center has the goal of getting the community involved. But the division was still so visible that you could actually see it. Um, when we crossed over from where Emmett Till was killed, it was a row of almost shack-like houses. Um, I can't imagine they had running... Uh, well, I can't imagine they had heat in the winter. Maybe not even air conditioning. Um, almost, almost uninhabitable. And then we cross the tracks, and you're in the business district of the area. The homes are more maintained, and that division was so visceral. And then when the Emmett Till Interpretive Center, um, Patrick, was speaking, he talked about how they've had a $3 million grant to rebuild the courthouse and how that was important because it was keeping it, you know, the same way that it was when Emmett Till's killers were let free. And that really struck me because they hadn't been very involved with the preservation efforts over in Glendora. But for them to rebuild the courthouse, which actually symbolizes um, that, you, that you can commit a terrible crime and get away with it. And then also the courthouse, considering it's the... It, it's, a, it's a really um, poignant example or symbol of the injustice that's going on with our prison industrial complex today. It just really struck me because 
I believe that 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 money um, would have been better used as a community outreach and going out to the community and seeing how they can help them because it doesn't help them to have a courthouse. One thing I'll just add to that image of the courthouse is how impressed I was with Lauren's ability to synthesize all of that information that we were being given and what we were seeing, especially the fact that the courthouse was actually locked. So we couldn't even get into it without a key. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Many a good soul lost their life and we were just three of them. Arm in arm we stood our ground for something to believe in. Lynch the truth Say long, say long, up this mighty river.